Anyway, Aina, Lorna Gran, tell us more. That's right. National Tree Day is on Thursday coming. It's on Thursday, the 6th of October, and it's Far National Tree Day this year. And this is the day when the Tree Council of Ireland have an educational day with the primary schools. So the tree we're sending out to the primary schools this year is the holly tree. And of course, the theme this year is rooting for nature. So we're rooting for nature. We're looking at the roots. We're looking at the things that grow onto the tree, like fungi, like root hairs talk to each other the wood wide web and we're getting the kids in school to plant holly trees because that's the tree this time round. We've been giving out a different native tree each year for the last oh I don't know 10 years and as a consequence if you're a school that has been collecting them every year you'd have a nice little grove of native trees by now and many of our primary schools do. So all the information for this is available on the dedicated website which is treeday.ie you go online you take the pledge you ask for a, a, a holly tree to be sent to your school so all things trees next Thursday and if there isn't a hurricane or anything dreadful we can go out for walks around our school we can look at where the trees are go for woodland walks so all things trees on Thursday because it's Spar National Tree Day Derek Actually Aina the holly and the ivy will feature on Christmas Day as a Mooney Goes Wild special documentary which you're taking part in yourself That's right indeed. I mean, the tradition of bringing holly into the house goes a long way back, much further back than Christianity. So I shall be talking about that because that's I find that extremely interesting. And of course, ivy is another evergreen that's around at this time of the year, too, and has to do with Christmas very much so as well. Anyway, don't give it all away. We'll wait until Christmas Day. Now, Aina, I want to ask you about the Bog of Allen. How many counties does it straddle? Well, no, I'd have to think about that. Let me see it in my mind's eye. It's the old Lake of Allen that was there after the Ice Age, right in the centre of Ireland. So it must be near Offaly mm-hmm. and Leash. And then on the other side, it would be Westmeath and Meath and probably Kildare as well. It probably actually does straddle five counties. It would be on the border of all of them because, you know, when they set up the county boundaries, they, they used a place that you couldn't move from one to the other as a boundary. So the bog would be a nice boundary to keep the people from Kildare away from the people of Meath or whatever <laughs> they were doing their boundaries, in fact. So I'd say probably, yeah, probably the whole five counties right in the centre of Ireland because, you see, what happened after the Ice Age was the ice melted all this water was lying around if it was any kind of a slope it flowed away like on the Shannon those lakes all drained and you had a river going in and out but in the middle where it was like a saucer you had this lake of Allen and of course then over the centuries and over the millennia it filled in with vegetation and became a huge raised bog and I think at one point it must have been something like oh I don't know maybe over 300 square miles and of course it was a filled up lake so there wasn't rocks and things all through it so it was was a great source of turf and of peat for harvesting after Bordemona was set up in the 1940s. So it was it was a huge resource at that time when we needed indigenous fuel. So nowadays, of course, you know, the, the amount of area where it's uncut and is pristine bog is much less. But it's still a large flat area. You stand there and you look and there's, you know, there's nothing, there's no mountains, there's no nothing. You're just looking across vast skies. You know, if there were a murmuration of starlings you'd have nothing to impede your vision of those. So wide open spaces in the middle of the country, really quiet and a lovely place to go of an evening, actually. Now, why am I asking you about the Bog of Alanena? 
Well, I don't know. You might be having a notion that you want to go down and have a look. How do I know why you'd ask me any questions? I mean, am I in your head? I mean, Lord, do you really want me to answer that, Derek? Well, you're about to find out. Cue the music. That piece of music can only mean it's the arrival of one man. Well, actually, when I say the arrival, he's at his home in Dublin 15. But it is our biologist, stroke reporter, Mr. Terry Flanagan. Terry, can you explain to Aina why I've got the bog of Allen on my mind, please? Well, very simple, because I told you during the week I was going to travel down there, and mm-hmm. that's where I was. Now, you know, during the summer, I've yes. been all over the country studying all living over. things. From butterflies in Lullymore to slowworms in the Burren, and from hedgehogs in Galway to bats in Limerick. Well, this week I was on the trail of something that's very much dead. Yes, I was on the Bog of Allen where I met up with sculptor Brian O'Loughlin. Brian works with bog oak, which he finds in the bog oh, yeah. and then brings them back to his studio. So, on a fine autumn evening, I met up with him as he searched for some new pieces and then accompanied him back to his workshop in Rathangan to learn more about the process of giving these pieces a new lease of life. Ooh, sounds lovely. Hello, Brian. Ah, Terry, how's it going? Not too bad. God, Good. this is absolutely beautiful where you are here. You can actually yeah. see the Hill of Allen from here. You can. And I see you with a piece of bog, or what looks like a piece of bog oak, you look like you're going to try and dig it out, are you? <laughs> I'm not, for the simple reason that I was just scraping off the surface to see what was underneath it, and it's actually a piece of bog yew. Okay, so we, we often refer to it as bog oak, but it can be yew or even pine, is that right? No, bog wood covers them all. Right. But bog oak would be more specific, literally was oak, and the tannin in the oak reacted with the iron in the bog, so the bog oak is actually black, while the pine and the yew are very similar. It's incredible to think that these pieces that are here, some of them are, are above ground, and I know there's quite a lot below ground, but they're about five or 6,000 years old. The bogs start forming about 8,000 years ago, up until really about 2,000 years ago. So that's what you're talking about for the bulk of the Bog of Allen. And what would have happened would have been these trees, they would have been grown on the edge of this swampy land, and then they died and they fell in. Yeah, the Bog of Allen is what they call a raised bog. So it would have been originally a small lake and there would have been oak trees, forests all around it. Like when I'm looking for wood, you never know what you're going to find. But if I find one little piece of bog oak, I know there's more because there wasn't only one oak tree here. Okay, so where are you bringing me to? So I'm going to bring over here, there's a little piece I saw sticking out of the bog. So we're going to get a piece of virgin bog oak, unseen Right. By humans, ever probably. So we take it that it's in the bog about 5,000 years and it does continually rise to the surface. Like normally when you get the bog oak, there's a lot of it, but often a couple of years later you'll get a little bit more as it rises to the surface, which I presume is something to do with the spinning of the earth that kind of continually pushes up to the soft ground. So we just go over here, Terry. Now keep your eyes peeled because it's a very small piece. Well, what's visible is very small. That might change. Oh, is that it? Yeah, see there, look. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh, we've got... Yeah, so it's about, it's about half a metre long or so, and it's, yeah. it's just like a ridge, and it's sticking out. It's sticking out just above the surface. So what you're doing now, Brian, is you're here. I'm just going to dig down. The piece that's around it. Yeah. 
and you're going to see it's moving so it's a small piece now, so as again. you're looking at that now do you have anything in mind as to oh it's a little oh, bit longer oh, than we okay. thought yeah it's probably two meters or more no uh, it's two meters i'd say now have you any idea in your head at the moment what you think that might end up as um well looking at it there it kind of gives you a lot of freedom because it's a very solid piece however there's not a lot of natural character to it yeah so it's one of those pieces... It's very basic, isn't it? In yeah. the sense that it's just one straight column. Correct. So I'd imagine what I'll do is... I think it would lend itself to one of those tall lilies. And the lighter colour brown would be nice in it. So I'll bring it home. I'll throw it in the shed. And I'll come back in about five years' time and decide. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, well, let's get it. There's a bit of lift in this. Let's get yeah, it yeah, back to the car. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're with me, Terry. <laughs> okay, Terry, sure, come on in here. I'll show you what I'm working on at the minute. This is the workshop, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so, well, I see lots of finished pieces in here. They're beautiful. They're very, very dark. That's the first thing I'd say. Well, absolutely, and that's really what sets it apart from all other wood. Yeah. Now, can I touch a piece? Of course, yeah, I, I like to see people touching, yeah. Terry. They, they are tactile. It's very, very smooth. It's not like that piece that I see on the wall over here that you, you haven't worked on this yet. Or maybe and the top of it. Correct. Yet. And I really, I use this as a sample. So that's the way I find it, where it's kind of very rough, gnarly. It's a lot lighter. Yeah. So the first thing I do is I'd actually clean that down just with a wire brush or something. So I can actually see where the weaknesses are or any faults in it. Then I'll decide what I'm going to do with it. Now, this just looks like a plank. It's about a metre, a metre and a half long and about maybe 10 or 15 centimetres wide. Yeah. You've, you've worked on the top of it. You've smoothed it off, and it looks as if you've... Have you maybe oiled it as well? Yes. What I've done, I've taken maybe a centimetre, two centimetres off to get down into the harder piece of wood. But then I actually sand it. And what is that going to be when it's finished? Uh, my plan is that it's going to be a bird. A bird? Yes, well, but can I just say, it doesn't look like a bird to me. I've never seen a bird that's about a metre and a half long or Not whatever. Yet. But, but there's no wings to it, so will you add pieces to it? Is that it? By and large, no. Normally now what I do is I actually know what I'm looking for. Rather than relying on the piece of wood to tell me, I will actually have in my mind what I want to do, whether I want to do a violin or whether I want to do a bird or a wall piece, and I will find a piece that my vision will fit into. But something I notice here in some of your pieces, that you're using gold paint. It's not just the black of the bog. Correct. And in fairness, it's gold leaf as opposed to gold paint. So it's 23 karat gold. Right. And I use it on quite a few pieces because it really, it makes it pops. Sometimes you get a little more than a silhouette because it's all so solid and black. But a little bit of gold really makes the piece pop. Before I finish, let's have a look. There's one piece I saw outside just as we were coming in the door. Yeah. It was quite a large piece. We're just going outside the workshop here. It's on a stand. I presume this is for, for outdoors. So, you, so yes. you do have indoor and outdoor pieces. Yeah. Now this piece, it's, it's probably two or three metres long. It's on a stand and it has a piece of gold fleck going through the middle of it. Yeah. And what looks like a teardrop at the bottom. It's called the golden hour, which is the final hour as the sun goes down. So really what you're looking at, the gold along here is the horizon. How do you feel about letting them go? You, because you do sell them at the end. Do you miss them? 
I'll be honest with you, yes. And sometimes the longer you have a piece, the harder it's to let go, rather than being frustrated, why haven't I sold it? Yeah, I remember a famous author once saying to me that when he sells a book, it's still his book. It's always his book. Well, unfortunately, when I sell a piece, it's no longer mine. <laughs> you know, no, I, I don't mind. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm doing it to sell pieces, but sometimes I'd nearly rather not. <laughs> you know. Thank you very much indeed, Terry. More details as always. RTE.ie forward slash Mooney 